each person, including those with autism or other disabilities, has been fearfully and wonderfully made. We need to look past the disability to the person that God has created with a purpose. You're listening to the Karen 10 Podcast, where we bring our alumni back inside Karen University in just 10 minutes. Well, there's no doubt that any person listening to this is aware of how autism has become a part of our national conversation. So I'm really excited to welcome Dr. Stephanie Chung, who chairs the Department of Special Education at Karen and teaches in the Applied Behavioral Analysis Program to discuss this subject with us. Dr. Chung, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. It's my pleasure, Nate. I thought to start, Dr. Chung, could you explain just some basic definitions and background related to autism, what is autism, et cetera? Sure. Well, autism or autism spectrum disorder, as it is now officially known, is a complex developmental disorder that manifests itself in two major areas. The first area is social communication, and the second area is behavior. In terms of social communication, individuals with autism may avoid eye contact, they may want to be alone by themselves and not show any interest in other people, including their parents. They fail to engage in normal back and forth conversation. About 30% of them are nonverbal. Some can only repeat or echo words or phrases that they have heard others say. In terms of behavior, individuals with autism have repetitive patterns of behavior, such as flapping their hands, rocking back and forth, or lining up things such as toys. They may have restricted interests, such as a fascination with train schedules, snakes, or ceiling fans. It is important to know that autism is a spectrum disorder. This means that there are great variations in the strengths and challenges experienced by each individual with autism. As the saying goes, if you have met one person with autism, you have met one person with autism. Hmm. Can you tell us about the new award-winning program that we have here at Cairn, which is related to autism? Well, Applied Behavior Analysis, or ABA, is the most research-supported approach to treating autism. Karen is the first Christian university in the world to have ABA programs that are both integrated with extensive autism training and verified by the Behavior Analyst Certification Board. We offer an online graduate certificate in ABA and an online master's degree in special education in ABA. We also have an undergraduate ABA program. All our ABA programs meet the coursework requirements of either the Board Certified Behavior Analyst or BCBA credential, or the Board Certified Assistant Behavior Analyst or BCABA credential. Board Certified Behavior Analysts are in great demand nationally and globally for working with children and adults with autism or other disabilities as well as in all sorts of fields. My vision and prayer is that through our programs, more Christian professionals and ministries will be trained to reach out in Christ's name and serve the unique population of individuals with autism or other disabilities. So it's important for us to devote attention to this and educationally to devote attention. And you talked about the aspects of spectrum and and where people fall. So I wonder if you could talk about 
uh, some of the more pronounced misunderstandings that may exist in society surrounding autism and this issue? Sure. Well, um, one area that has been fraught with tremendous misunderstandings is the cause of autism. Previously, starting around 1950, the refrigerator mother theory claimed that emotionally cold or distant mothers caused autism. This false theory resulted in a lot of stigma, pain, and shame for families with autism. Thank God that this theory was overturned. However, unfortunately today, the belief that autism is caused by bad parenting still exists. Another misunderstanding is that autism is caused by vaccines. But studies have demonstrated that this is not true. Instead, genes have been identified as connected to autism. For example, a recent study published this year in 2017 identified 61 genes that are linked to autism. In another 2017 study that reanalyzed existing data on about 3.6 million children, the researchers concluded that an estimated 83% of autism cases are inherited. This means that environmental factors contribute to only about 17% of autism cases. Some people who are in their maybe 60s or 70s may have spent a great deal of their lives never really hearing of autism. Mm -hmm. Is this something that, I don't quite know how to phrase this, but is sort of, is it just surfacing now? Has it simply not been labeled before? But was, was this always a factor in society for some in individuals? That's a real great question. Leo Kanner was the first person to identify autism in 1943, which was actually around 70 years ago. About the same time in 1944, Hans Asperger identified a similar condition, later known as Asperger syndrome which is now considered part of the autism spectrum, but on the model end. It didn't mean that autism did not exist prior to these discoveries, but people with autism then were incorrectly considered as having schizophrenia or other mental disorders. It wasn't until 1980 that autism became an official diagnosis for the first time in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders which is used by clinicians and psychiatrists to diagnose mental disorders. Its diagnostic criteria have been revised twice since then, with 2013 being the most recent revision. However, because there are no biological markers that identify autism, but only behavioral characteristics, autism can be more difficult to be identified. Many parents may still be unaware of characteristics of autism and do not realize that their child may have autism. What about, uh, at Karen, of course, we're always thinking through everything through a biblical lens. Is, is there any way that the Christian ought to think about issues related to autism that are different from how perhaps uh, the rest of the world might view it? Yes, definitely. For one, it is very easy to have what is called a deficit view of individuals with autism. There's a focus on their deficits, what they cannot do, or how they are abnormal, and so on. There is also a tendency to view them negatively. For example, in a study that my husband, Dr. Walter Chung, and I conducted, we found that teachers are comparatively more negative towards students with autism than toward typical students. 
and that they are more likely to dislike and avoid students with autism. We know God tells us in Psalm 139 that each person, including those with autism or other disabilities, has been fearfully and wonderfully made and is precious in His sight. We need to look past the disability to the person that God has created with a purpose. In the midst of all the challenges and difficulties, we can find God's grace and beauty reflected in the lives of these individuals. We also need to view parents of children with autism with respect and understanding. Life is tremendously challenging when you have a child with autism. As Christians, we can offer support and hope in Christ's name. Jesus suffered and died on the cross to bear not only our sins, but also our pain. Jesus can meet these parents in the depth of their pain and weariness and give them hope and strength. Practically speaking, when you talk about identifying young people with this, there may even be perhaps a uh, young parent listening who thinks that they're seeing some of these characteristics that are being described in this podcast or elsewhere in their own children. So what counsel or advice do you give parents who, who have this question in their mind and perhaps are beginning to identify some of these things? It is very important to have your children examined by their pediatrician, even if you are unsure. Early identification and early intervention are crucial to ensure the best outcomes and long-term gains in core autism domains. Autism can be detected as early as 18 months or younger. A reliable and valid diagnosis can be made at age two, yet most children with autism are diagnosed after age four. Not all doctors know how to diagnose autism, so getting a second opinion is really important too. Well, thank you for joining us, Dr. Chung, and thank you, alumni, for listening. You know, we're launching new and innovative online and traditional programs, as you've heard even here today, on a regular basis. So I'd invite you to visit cairn.edu to see some of these new programs. And while you're there, visit the alumni page and click the Employment at Cairn tab. You know, with rapidly growing programs, our need for outstanding faculty grows as well. And as alumni, you're not only our best recruiters for students, but also for pointing us toward people in your networks whom you suspect would be a good fit as faculty here, too. Once again, thanks for listening. <laughs>